5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We are jumping right back into more encounters with Jesus. And when you approach Jesus, there's things that we learned about yesterday. That There's unexpected things. Jesus gets to the heart. There are certain things that Jesus will point out. Now, it doesn't happen in every single encounter. Um, maybe it did, and there were things that were left out of the, the regular account as they put it in the scriptures. So not every, every single encounter will not have the same exact kind of frame that as we looked at with the uh, Samaritan woman. But uh, today, we're going to jump into Matthew chapter 8. And this is like right after Sermon on the Mount stuff, and Jesus is approached by a Roman centurion. So Romans or Matthew eight um, now chapter or eight verse five. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman centurion came and pleaded with him, "Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain." Jesus said, "I will come and heal him." But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under the authority of, of, superior, of my superior soldiers or officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, do that. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the feast of the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home. Because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. So what a this kind of interaction that, that occurs here, uh, you know, teaches us a, a lot about a lot of things. And, you know, some of the things that it, that it does teach us about is kind of just understanding that, that things aren't always the way that, that, that we think or assume that they would be. So the Roman centurion... Because he's Roman, most of the time, Roman citizens were not Jewish, right? Except, I mean, we know Paul later on, um, you know, from Tarsus. And so he, uh, like, he had Roman citizenship, but then was also raised Jewish. But most of the time, if you see somebody who's a, like Roman, especially a Roman centurion, who was in charge of at least 100 men, and so it was a pretty big group. So he knows about authority, and he's coming to one that he sees has authority. Now, he doesn't know all the ins and outs of Jesus, but what he does know about Jesus is that he has power. So when he's approaching Jesus and he's saying, you know, like, I, my, my young servant is, is paralyzed. Now, servant could also be his child. Now, my young servant or my child lies in bed paralyzed and is in terrible pain, and Jesus says, I'm going to come. Like, let's go. Let's do this. 
right? And and here's Jesus and his willingness to go with him and to be able to probably do some more work of, you know, kind of sharing with him the good news of the kingdom along the way. And yet this man like says, hey, you know, I don't I don't even deserve for you to come. But he said, but I know this, like you're you have authority. Your word can do things that um, you can send it, and it would go. So I think that when we're learning from this as a as an encounter, you know, we're looking at yes, the the Jewish Gentile thing in Matthew. Um, this is one of the 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 first account outside of of you know Jesus's interactions where he's speaking about things that are that are bringing in the Gentiles. So. Most of the time, you know, I mean, you looked at it and it was like, hey, we're going to reach out to the Jews first because we're trying to bring them in. And yet here Jesus encounters this and says, hey, but guess what? Gentiles are going to come. People from East and the West will be a part of this kingdom. We're going to sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, you know, in, in the kingdom. And this is where, you know, Jesus kind of breaks apart this, hey, I'm not just for a single group of people, but we're reminded that many will come from the east, from the west. They will sit down in that heavenly kingdom. So what do we learn as Gentiles who now have been as we're grafted into, you know, this family, as we are grafted into the Christ what are we learning from this interaction? Is that sometimes we can feel like we are the ones who are like, oh, the G- this Jesus, this Christ should be for us, and we don't even recognize that Jesus is also working on people outside right now. People who are, you know, what we would say foreign to these things, whether they're foreign to, you know, the the... The, the scriptures, whether they're foreign to understanding Christ, whether they're foreign, I mean, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, no, no, this is for us, a kingdom for us. <sighs> but a true Christian, follower of Jesus, is going to be humble. We're going to put trust in God and not in ourselves. So it doesn't matter just about our ancestry. You know, just like the Jews believed, like, no, no, this, the the Christ, the Messiah, would only be for them. And yet Jesus, the Christ, is telling them, nope, there's going to be others. Just, I mean, this isn't even a new revelation. Isaiah talks about all flesh and all nations already. This isn't a new revelation that the Christ, the Messiah, would be for more than just a single people. And yet somehow Christianity has taken over Jesus and just said, hey, guess what? No, no, this Christ is only for us. Ancestry. Right, So we've kind of taken that same position that the Jews there in the scriptures have taken. And so we need to see for ourselves that this Christ, this Christ Jesus, is calling others to himself as well. And so we have the ability to be able to see, just as this Roman centurion did, you know, that this Jesus, this Christ, has authority and we have the ability to lay down our pride and to lay down what we think is is somehow a better seat or 
you know, we've got the authority. No, no, we've got to lay that down and say we know that the Christ is able to do things that are beyond our comprehension. God is working as far as the east is from the west, right? He's, he's working everywhere. And so we're not going to say, no, 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 they can't. He can't. He can't do that. Nope, he can do whatever he wants to do. It's God. And so it's this kind of going back to, you know, the interactions, and maybe the Jews would find this to be unexpected. This is like, no, 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 you can't say this to this man. This man's a Gentile, and this man is unclean. This man is this. And there's all kinds of reasons the Jews would have rejected that idea. But he's, we need to, instead of being looking at this as, as you know, Christians, as followers of the Christ, being able to say, oh, no, no, but now it's just ours. Nope. We can't be inclusionary or exclusionary either. We can't say it's just about our ancestry because no is saying Jesus, the Christ, is working outside of that as well. And God is continuing to call people to himself. And this is a good thing. I mean, just as we hear from this man, no, no, but this authority is, is good and this authority goes beyond you know, our comprehension. It's God's authority. And let's rest in that today. Let's rest in the knowledge, knowing that God is completely in control of all things. All right, everybody, we'll be back again with more Encounters with Jesus tomorrow. And uh, yeah, have a great day.